When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. We're set to have a lot of fun here over the next two hours. We always do. It continues to be a DuPont Media and Cavalli Channeling production. And uh, Moose, are we going to bring you in here right now? We've got a lot to get to today. It's a very big day. We've got a full, a fun poll question coming up, the NHL draft. A lot of things to get to. Uh, he is in Toronto. I'm in Calgary. What's the Toronto report today, sir? You know, it, it's funny. I um, left here yesterday. Mm-hmm. It was 6.30 when I left the office, and I'm like, there's a lot of people on the street. What's going on? Right. There's a lot of people in, in red. They've got their Canada shirts on. Holy smokes, there's a soccer game going on today, Canada and Guadalupe. So it was uh, that kind of hit me, and it kind of reminded me that in a city this size, it, it feels like there's always something going on. Yeah, for sure. Uh, same thing as Calgary. And I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to hit the quick six show gong uh, and we'll open with point one. The two day seven round NHL entry draft gets underway tonight at Bridgestone Arena in Nashville. The Chicago Blackhawks will make the first overall pick at just after 7 p.m. Eastern time and are expected to take teen phenom Connor Bedard of North Vancouver, B.C. The Anaheim Ducks select second, followed by the Columbus Blue Jackets, San Jose Sharks, and Montreal Canadiens. The Vancouver Canucks are picking 11th, the Calgary Flames 16th, the Winnipeg Jets 18th, and the Toronto Maple Leafs 28th. We could spend two hours on this being a draft show. I want to say this before we get on to the other topics. A few things. And pay attention, Darren. You always do. I need your thoughts on a few things here. Number one, I'm watching all the coverage on TSN and Sportsnet. I'm seeing the social media of our friends, and I'm like, hmm, I was getting considerable FOMO. Considerable FOMO, fear of missing out. Not just at the NHL draft, there's always a lot of fun, but we wanted to be there with Connor on his special day. We've known him since uh, before, you know, for a long time, since he was 14 years of age. So I said to the guys here, we got to be at the NHL draft moving forward. That's got to be a thing. I understand these media weren't at the NHL All-Star Game. Most weren't at the Stanley Cup Final. I get that. But uh, I kind of wish I was there. But the formal went away last night. Going to the special Ferrari of Alberta unveiling of the 2024. How do you say it? The poor saying? I think it's Italian for pure blood. It's the first ever four-door Ferrari was was unveiled last night. Poor saying. That's what it was. Poor saying. The Ferrari. Yeah, uh, so, yeah, that was fun. It took my mind off the NHL draft festivities last night, Moose, out in Rocky View County, Alberta, with all the big shots and the big money. We met a lot of exciting people there, and uh, we'll, I'll tell more stories later. People are here for sports today, not to talk about my life, but 
We know it's going to be Bedard number one. People are texting me, hockey guys, joking that it won't be. You know, like there, there, there's no way. Since don't waste my time. Yeah. But here's my point. I, I, I looked up Bob McKenzie's draft. We have a lot of friends in the know that do mock drafts. But Bob McKenzie, Bobby Margarita's the GOAT. We all know that. He's been doing this for 40 years with his mock drafts. He's got Adam Fentilli from Michigan, Canadian forward, at number two. Three, it's not hard to find. Um, I'm not sure that I do. Does Bobby Margarita have a track record of being pretty, pretty dead on with his mock drafts? Uh, because there are other players that Zach Benson of now the Wenatchee Wild. It hurt me a little bit to read the things, and it has Zach Benson, Wenatchee Wild. I'm like, what? He's a Winnipeg Ice to me. He didn't even play in Wenatchee. No, no, exactly. And they got him going ninth. So I guess I ask you, and I ask the audience, Bob McKenzie, and to our U.S. audience, uh, they know who he is. Bobby's into the millions of Twitter followers. They follow him in the States, too. Should we be going by his? What do you think? I think it How much it should good. we be going by it? Sorry. I know. You should be going with his a little bit. I mean, he's probably, Craig Button too, they know and have a pretty good idea who's going to go in the top 10 to 15 picks. I don't think anybody knows exactly what order teams are going to go. Because as we sit here today in the draft, I mean, we know Bedard's going to go number one. We're pretty confident that it'll be Fantilli or Carlson number two. But it kind of mm. depends on needs. Like, there's talk of, you know, if Fantilli doesn't go to, maybe he can drop a couple more spots. So it depends on what teams are looking for and what they need. And then I know we'll get to this and, and talk about this today, but the big wild card of the whole first round and, like, the reason that I'm going to tune in tonight is all about Matvey Mishkov. Like, does a team think he's good enough like and willing to wait to take him second, third, fourth, fifth? Or is he going to fall a little bit? I'm really curious about that. Boy, we got a lot of things to get to here today. And, uh, and and we've got CFL on the docket. We've got Blue Jays on the docket. We've got Canada's men's soccer on the docket. We do. But we've got breaking news, Kevin, the medium. We're going to have a draft party tonight. I've just decided we have to have to, we have to watch this round one tonight. He says, no, he can't. What do you got going on? I'm having a draft party tonight. Good. Okay, he's, he's busy, but I, I got it. Now I got to. I can't just sit and watch this in my room at Hotel Cleek Calgary Airport. Maybe we'll have it in the Tonic Bar, where it's always a good time. 1999 Tonic Burger and Beer is the deal. Uh, you'll have to take my word for it. But I see Craig Button here has Connor Bedard 1, Adam Fentilli 2, Sweden's Leo Carlson 3, Matt Vemichkov 4. So there is some discrepancy here. He's got Zach Benson 14th. He's got Braden Yager of the Moose Jaw Warriors, 18th. Braden Yager, who I'm not sure you were sitting at the table with me when NHL scout called him the Nathan McKinnon of the Western Hockey League. Mm -hmm. That's what we're talking about here. All these kids now that we watched playing the bubble when they were 15 years of age, you and I broadcast the games on television, regional television. They're now into the, this is the day. So the more I think about it, because I'm a one-day-at-a-time guy, I know a lot of the hockey fans and the prospects Nerds have been getting horny about this for months. Now, now it took me until today, and I'm into it. Uh, so there's that. And then the other thing, go and read my commentary, rodpeterson.com, or listen to it on Sask Radio. As of today, as of tonight, just after 7 p.m. Eastern, Connor Bedard becomes former Regina Pat Connor Bedard. And that doesn't make me upset. That doesn't make me sad, because I'll tell you why. I enjoyed every single second. 
of his junior career. From interviewing before he was drafted number one overall by the Pats, into the camps, broadcasting his games. You and I called his first ever career WHL goal in his first game, second period against the PA Raiders. On through all of it. So there's no regrets. He leaves as the greatest Regina Pat ever. You know, still a bad decision not to trade him. We'll talk about that next fall. As for tonight, they're going to say the Chicago Blackhawks select from the Western Hockey League's Regina Pats, Connor Bedard. And the crowd goes wild. And then we'll move on to point two, which is NHL notes. we got a few things to get through today. And I'll remind you, we are broadcasting live on Game Plus Television out of Toronto, WQEE Radio out of Atlanta, and then podcast and uh, YouTube Live. So we are in a couple, three NHL markets, one NFL market. But so number one, after a string of, well, the, my first NHL note, after a string of meetings, New Maple Leafs general manager Brad Tree Living has decided Sheldon Keefe is still the person for the job as head coach of the Maple Leafs, at least for now. Tree Living announced Tuesday the 42-year-old Keefe will be back behind the Leafs bench in October, but without a contract extension in hand beyond the one season remaining on his current deal. We'll get to the trades in a moment, but to me this just seems like a formality. Is this news to Leafs Nation that Sheldon Keefe will be back? Because I all along got a sense this was the way it was going to go. Yeah, we had a sense this would happen, especially with the Tree Living's track record. When he got to Calgary, kept the coach, same thing yeah. for a couple of seasons. But I think um, it is news because we were all wondering it. And I think not just we as in Leafs fans, but I think in, in the hockey world, we wondered what would he do. And anytime a new GM comes into a new team, you know, he's got to evaluate the coach and the personnel and decide if he wants those people around. And so... Um, I think that was always going to be a point of interest, and now it's put to bed, so you move forward and, and uh, uh, start to focus on other things. There are a lot of uh, comments coming in from the audience, by the way, pertaining to a lot of things. Nelson, our VP of Sim Events, says, do teams get kickbacks from producing first-round picks, picks, or is this simply all pub? Yes, they do get kickbacks. I don't know. It's what you could call transfer payments, basically, from the National Hockey League to the Canadian Hockey League or whoever produced these players. They do, and it goes down in reverse descending order based on the round. So, yes, they do get money for these picks. This is where they <laughs> – it's a large part of their budget, quite frankly. Carlos in Indianapolis says, and you all get to say you knew Bedard before he got mega famous. Uh, yeah, that's a big deal, I guess. Joe Lazito is watching in New York. And he says, based on the thousands of season tickets Chicago sold after winning the draft lottery, the city will burn to the ground if they don't draft Bedard. And that's the thing. I mean, the people that are texting me, uh, they're like, I'm not even going to dignify it because they are hockey people, double alumni. What if they don't take Bedard? Shut up. Stop wasting my time. Somewhere like, along. Yeah, go ahead. He's not what? sitting there with a paper in his pocket saying, Matt Vey Michkov, no matter what. Like, it's not in the pocket of the GM. It's not happening. No. no, no, no. It's not happening. They're taking Bedard. End of story. The real question is who's going number two? And, that's and where's Mishkov going? Why we'll all be watching for sure. And, and the other thing is somebody said, you should go on and tell your all-time favorite draft stories. And I've told this story before, but I'll say it again. And I might have the numbers somewhat upset here. I, I can very quickly go to the big board and look at the 1996 NHL draft. It was the second draft I'd ever attended after 95 in um here it is in edmonton but i was at that party at general grant's ranch in st louis here it is here it is and jimmy buzdell one of my dad's scouting buddies scouting for the flames the buzzard 
he pulls me aside at this party at General Grant's Ranch. It's better than it sounds. Okay? Little NHL reception on the Friday night. And Jimmy says, we got number 13 overall. We're taking Derek Morris. We're taking Derek Morris with the 13th overall pick. I'm like, you are? And I'm like, and then he's, and if you tell anybody, I'll freaking kill you. Okay. This was, I guess, the night before the draft. Because back then, it was all went on the Saturday. And then they did. But at 12, they went with Josh Holden. The Vancouver Canucks went with Josh Holden. And then Derek Morris, the very next pick to uh, the Calgary Flames. And then later on in that same draft, Boyd Kane, Curtis Tipler, doesn't mean anything to you people. But it does to me. And in that draft class, I'm just looking at ding. Uh, Chris Phillips, Andre Zuzan, J.P. Dumont, Dan Folk. We won't talk about that. Yogi Zaykovsky, Matt Higgins, a great Moose Jaw Warrior. Now I'm getting down the rabbit hole of draft history. Daniel Briere, Phoenix, first round. Now the general manager of the Philadelphia Flyers. How about that? So there's one draft story. It was in St. Louis. It was one of the greatest trips of my life. Thanks to the Pats for taking me. Uh, I got to see Bush Stadium. Uh, yeah, b- good time. Anyways, I, to the- I thought the draft story you were going to tell was, was it not Columbus with your dad when you shared the hotel room and the snoring was pulling the curtains off the wall? Was that the story? That's that was why Columbus. I was laughing. No, because our flight got canceled back. Uh, I'll never forget. Uh, greatest day no, of my it- life was the Saturday of late June 2007, Columbus. And I flew to Columbus to cover the NHL draft. And I stayed with my dad. He was with the Dallas Stars. He was near the end of his time with the Stars. We walked the streets. The Sunday, the Sunday was the day the draft was over. We walked all down, down Columbus. And, uh, and then we were to fly home. And our flight got canceled back to the Queen City. So <laughs> we had to stay together. And no, we, we didn't stay in the, we During the draft, we stayed in the same room. But when we got canceled, our flight, the lady was like, would you like to stay with your dad? from Delta Airlines at the ticket counter. And I'm like, no, because I won't sleep all night. (laughs) But it wasn't because of my dad that I wasn't sleeping all night. It was because I was out on the town. That's another story. Columbus, great town. Go to the club called Spice. They might, I think, still have my credit card there. Anyways, (laughs) some big trades. Some, oh, we only got two minutes here. We'll have to carry this over into the next segment. The up-and-coming New Jersey Devils have acquired veteran forward Tyler Toffoli from the Calgary Flames for forward Yegor Sharangovich in a draft pick they recently acquired in a deal with Columbus. Uh, Sharangovich signed a two-year extension today with the Flames for a little over $6 million. The Devils will give the Flames the third-round pick they got from the Blue Jackets in a sign-and-trade deal that sent defenseman Damon Severson to Columbus, pride of Melville Sass. Toffoli entering the final year of a four-year deal that he signed with Montreal. And then uh, the Winnipeg Jets trading star forward Pierre-Luc Dubois to the L.A. Kings in exchange for three forwards and a 2024 second-round draft pick. Dubois was a restricted free agent coming off a one-year deal. He's agreed to an eight-year contract with an average annual value of $8.5 million for a total of $68 million, the Kings said in a release. Coming to Winnipeg, forwards Alex Iafalo, Rasmus Kupari, and Gabriel Velarde as part of the trade package, all three of the players have spent their entire careers with the LA Kings. I'll say this. I did talk to an NHL scout this morning I, from another team. Had nothing to do with either one of these teams. And I said, this, does this not seem like a lot to give up for Pierre-Luc Dubois? And his response was simply, seems like a lot. Send. 
So, Kevin Shovel Day off. I'll be honest with you, Winnipeg, you should be happy because you got rid of a guy that didn't want to be there on an expiring deal for three, looks like pretty good players, not prospects, players, and a draft pick coming the other way. Chevy wins the deal. So the rebuild continues. Now we're going to break and come back and talk about more Canada's Game of the Week in the CFL, the Blue Jays. But I will tell you at Hotel Cleek Calgary Airport, we do weddings, everybody. A wealth of event and banquet space and all-inclusive packages starting at just $79.95 per person. Inquired hotelcleek.ca. We'll be right back after this break on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio. Of course, podcast and YouTube Live. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, welcome back, everybody, to Ace Casino Airport, Calgary, and Hotel Cleek, Calgary Airport. It is not our NHL draft preview special, but it could basically be that. <laughs> We're going to switch over to football here in a second and uh, baseball, too. John Ohm in Winnipeg watching. He says, no pressure to be a hockey stud, eh? Connor Bedard, the kid can handle anything. Cheers to you, bro. Connor Bedard isn't uh, feeling any pressure. And as a matter of fact, I loved the comment from Adam Fentilli yesterday meeting with the media until he goes, there's nothing we can do now. We just need to sit back and enjoy it. We've played all our games. There's nothing more the players can do. And I, I like that attitude. Sit back and enjoy the process, as they say. Uh, Ryan McCarthy is watching in New York regarding the Toffoli trade, and he says, us Devils fans are going to enjoy having Toffoli. We need clutch scoring, especially in the playoffs. Best wishes to Sharon Govich. The Flames get a solid penalty killer. Uh, about those trades, and Randy from Winnipeg writes in and says, Chevy did well this time. He did. When this was all coming down yesterday, I admire the guys that do on-the-spot analysis. I really do. And they do a good job, especially Hustler, who sends his regards, by the way, Hustler for Winnipeg Sports Talk, but he's unable to join us, Moose, because he's recording stuff. And uh, trust me, I get it. It's a gong show down there. He, he provided instant analysis of the trade, but he should. It's Winnipeg Sports Talk. I want to sit back and think about it a little bit. I want to hear what a guy like Craig Conroy has to say about the Toffoli trade. And in the nugget, the nugget I got from Conroy in his interview here in Calgary on Fan 960 yesterday was that they got younger. He said Toffoli had a great season, 73 points. He was the leading scorer. And I don't think I've misread this. Toffoli, I believe, was a Sutter guy. He was a Sutter guy. He won a Stanley Cup with Daryl in 2014. Um, to be honest, the more they can blow up what they have and start fresh in Calgary is what they need to do, and that is what they are doing. Uh, Travis Rosebrook in Winnipeg writes, and he says, Winnipeg should be very happy with the return they got for PLD. 
every time I think of him, I remember his last shift that he played for Columbus. Oh, my goodness. Joe Lazado says guys like Ryan McCarthy, Devils fan, have to be pumped with the great job general manager Tom Fitzgerald is doing over there. Was I got to think, was Fitzgerald a finalist for general manager of the year in the NHL? I know Bill Zito was one. It's got you – know, it's just because he's the Panthers guy. Lindy Ruff is a finalist for coach of the year. Came out of nowhere. I mean, obviously, Paul Maurice probably should have been given more consideration than he was. But Tom Fitzgerald, GM of the year in the NHL, will he win it? Because they haven't handed it out yet. I'd be interested to know. People do want to talk can, hockey. Yeah, go ahead. Man. I can what tell you, you the finalists for the 23 GM of the year, um, Dallas's Jim Neal, Boston's Don Sweeney, and Florida's Bill Zito. Where the trio How does Tom finals. Fitzgerald not be a finalist? You know, and furthermore, I don't want to ostracize myself any more from the mainstream media than I already have. But we are mainstream uh, media because we're on national television every day, which a lot of them can't say. But did you see Max Domi's tweet yesterday? Max Domi was like, did you see it? Because it went viral. He goes, what's worse, a fifth place vote for Connor McDavid or Miro Heiskanen finishing seventh for the Norris? Who's voting on this? And I, Serena and I were talking about this, the Golden Girl, which, by the way, not only does she say the show looks great today, she also says, how can Bob McKenzie determine who will go two through ten when he only watched the World Juniors? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. But at least Bob watches the games. I'll say it because I don't think they're watching now. From the very first game I sat in the press box at FLA Live Arena in Florida, you remember me saying this to you, and I never said it on the air, but I was like, they're not even watching a damn game, the media. Some of these people that have votes for these awards are sitting there watching the TV monitor, watching the Dolphins, or watching the Miami Hurricanes, or watching the Marlins. I'm like, guys, the game's down there. So the pe- a lot of them, I'm not saying all of them, because a lot of guys are, and girls are great at their job, but a lot of them are literally not even watching the games. And they're voting on these awards. So that's who. Because Serena was so upset last year when Austin Matthews beat out McDavid for uh, MVP in the heart. And I was like, you can't be upset about that. These awards mean nothing because of the voting. The CFL really is not that dissimilar. Do you have thoughts on that before I move on? No, it's just, it's really difficult, like, you know, to vote on these awards, because you're right, like, you know, are you sitting down and watching every game? And not that you're going to watch every game, but if you're not watching the games, are you watching every highlight? Are you following every storyline? Do you know, you know? It's tough enough to cover one team, you know, when you have to as a writer of the Bruins or the Flyers or whoever. And then you've also got to pay attention to the rest of the National Hockey League to vote on these awards. How often do you get swayed by public opinion or by just by stats or, you know what I mean? Like incredibly difficult. It, the smaller the group of writers is and the voters are, I think it's a little better because you can choose people who watch more games, but I mean, it's an outlier to see a guy vote for McDavid fifth. So, I mean, at least the rest of them got it right. <laughs> Seth Rothenberger. What was his name again? Rosengardner. <laughs> Roethlisberger. Whatever it is. Uh. Did you see his tweet? Of It was of a shuffleboard game. Were you showing me that Kevin? Somebody, <laughs> they, they, the Seth guy from the Pittsburgh Tribune. Didn't he tweet a shuffleboard table? Was it you? that? Uh. What was his point? Like, has anybody heard from him today? Does he come out from know. underneath the rubble? 
Uh, it was a fun debate yesterday. I, all I was saying, by the way, is people are trying to end the dude's career. That's why I said, back off. There's no crime against being stupid because if there was, 98% of people would be in jail anyways. His vote was junk, but that's his right to vote the way that he voted. He didn't even need to have to explain himself as far as I'm concerned, and he didn't. But I'll say this, when I go back to South Florida, I will be applying with the Panthers for status with the Professional Hockey Writers Association because I'm watching more than the guys that are. A um, couple things. Jeff, the Stamps fan, and John in Edmonton have written in and said, Rod, breaking news, Stampeders public address announcer Dan Carson has passed away. So I'll stop and say uh, uh, condolences to the Stampeder family, Stampeder's fans, and most importantly, Dan Carson's family. Great guy, great voice. And if I'm not mistaken, Jeff, the Stamps fan, can you tell me, did Dan not just announce Saturday night's game? Because I was sitting in the crowd going, man, he's got a good voice. He used to sling a lot of manure over at us in Saskatchewan. But that's all part of it. As my friend Eddie Johnson, the CFL great punter, would say, it's all part of it. Uh, but, Dan, condolences. And I don't know who you would get to take over a job like that. I mean, the fans do eventually move on from this kind of thing. But that's tough. That's real tough. Dan Carson is a great guy. And John also says the NHL and WHL schedules came out yesterday. I very quickly looked at the schedule for the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tampa Bay Lightning because we were looking at that. And, Darren, I took the onus. I'm sure you're very pleased to, to see that I took the onus to say we're having our sports trip. Our second ever RP show sports trip is going to be to Tampa Bay, and it's going to be October 22nd. That's a Sunday. Atlanta Falcons. Hashtag rise up. Right, Ryan O'Radio? We're very big in Atlanta. Falcons at the Buccaneers on the Sunday, the 22nd. The night before, it's the Toronto Maple Leafs at the Tampa Bay Lightning. And the Thursday before that, the Vancouver Canucks at the Tampa Bay Lightning. This should sell out fast. So we're working on putting that trip together. And uh, Bob's your uncle. I'm going to throw a couple more in here before we jump back to the CFL thing. The Toronto Blue Jays will be looking to produce a win and a few runs when they face the visiting San Francisco Giants tonight in the second outing of their three-game interleague series. Last night, the Giants blanked the Jays 3-0 despite being out hit 8-6. And uh, point five, despite, despite playing without several key stars, Canada came within minutes of knocking off Guadalupe in last night's CONCACAF Gold Cup Group D match at BMO Field in Toronto. Instead, Canada had to settle for a 2-2 draw. Now, back to the CFL, which was actually my point three, and I should point out Toronto Argonauts star linebacker Enoch Mwamba is going to be with us coming up in hour two. The poll question today is, which is Canada's game of the week in the Canadian Football League? We do it every Wednesday. It's brought to you by Key Auto Group. With the Key Auto Group, most vehicles receive a lifetime engine warranty guaranteed. Go to keyautogroup.ca slash the key advantage for eligibility and maintenance requirements. The Key Auto Group, here to take care of you. Your CFL Week 3 games kick off Friday, Edmonton at Ottawa, Saturday, Winnipeg at Montreal, and Sunday, BC at Toronto. Don't at me, don't shoot me. My game of the week is Friday night, Edmonton at Ottawa. But for the longest time, and we have it on our Instagram poll too, it's got zero votes. I understand it's the toilet bowl. Some might say a friends and family game, but I got a lot of close friends on both sides. Edmonton, Ottawa, I really want to see who's going to win that game. I understand Winnipeg and Montreal is huge. 
and BC at Toronto. The Braley Bowl is potentially the battle of the best two teams in the CFL. But for me, the game I'm most interested in is Edmonton-Ottawa Friday night. You? BC-Toronto. Um, you know, it, it's, the, it's the battle for first. I mean, I saw, and you can, I don't know if Kevin's listening right now. I saw the, oh, Hughes, yes. the Hughes team had Winnipeg fourth in the power rankings, okay? And I got an issue with that because I don't think they're the fourth best team in the CFL. They might still be number one, even though they lost to BC, because um, the power rankings are not the standings. Um, there's an argument to have them second, maybe third, but in the standings, it's Toronto, BC, and it's the top team in the West, top team in the East. There's plenty of storylines. I think it's tremendously exciting, and, and I really can't wait for the game. I can't. It's going to be fun. Are you going? I hope so. I haven't confirmed the plans yet, but I'm I'm hoping to, and that's what I really want to be at. Mm -mm -mm -mm. From the cheap seats. What do we have here? From Rhino Radio in Atlanta. Hashtag rise up. Hashtag dirty birds. We're very big in Atlanta. We are Atlanta's Falcon Station, I think. As far as you know, we are. Uh, Nelson, our VP of Sim Events, says all three games are great matchups this week in the Canadian Football League. Uh, what else do we have here? With regarding Jeff the Stamps fan and was Dan Carson announcing the game the other night, Jeff the Stamps fan says, I'm not sure if he was there Saturday. Rod, I really didn't pay attention. See, Jeff, that's one of at least 100 differences between me and you. I sit there and I soak up all the surroundings. I learned it from my cop friends. You walk into a room, check and see who's where, who's wearing what, where's the exits, who's the threats. I do all that. As a matter of fact, no, I'm not joking. Darren's laughing. I honestly do that. I learned that from police friends. Makes a big difference. I spent a, at least a half an hour before the game chatting with the CFL's head of security, Rod Buckingham, before the game. We talked all about CFL security and the measures and compared it to the National Football League. He asked me all about Peterson Recovery Mental Health and Addiction Service, opening a U.S. office as I have. It's what I do, Jeff. I don't know what you were doing. I really don't know what you were doing. But this is what I was doing. I like Troy in Toronto, says Darren, spoken like a true Torontonian. What's he referring to? I'm not sure. I kind of roll my eyes. I'm like, what are you talking about? How old's the comment? I'm not sure what I said. So you'll have to jog yeah, my Yeah, what are you talking about, Troy? <laughs> that their internet's the best? Yeah. Uh, well, by the way, I'm sitting here looking at the feed on the screen. It's magic. Whatever you and uh, the pit crew did there at Game Plus, man, it looks good. Thank you. We'll always strive to be better. Uh, I'm just going to read this from Jake Hughes from the Hughes podcast, sports podcast. He says, point differential and wins. How can a team that's not lost be lower than a team that was held to zero touchdowns, Moose? Because there's more to – can I take that one? Because there's more to life than numbers and stats. Yes. There's a feel. There's an eyeball test. That's how I feel. Do you want to explain yourself before we break and come back? Yeah, I simply say power rankings should be determined by who would be favored if the teams met tomorrow. 
Yep. So I haven't looked at the betting lines. I know we haven't played deal or no deal, but I will tell you, um, whoever is favored in that game between Toronto and, and BC probably should be higher in the power rankings. That's typically who would win today and be favored to win. On any given day, teams can win. Um, but there's a case to be made that BC should be higher than Winnipeg. But um, that's a one-off for Winnipeg, I believe, that loss. We've got the Argos Enoch Mwamba coming up in hour two, a sports update coming up after this break and viewer and audience takeover. And we've kind of already dipped our toe in that. We're live from Ace Casino Airport and Hotel Cleek Calgary Airport on the Game Plus television network across all 10 Canadian provinces in 31 U.S. states. Also podcast, WQEE Radio and YouTube Live. Hi, everybody. We are back live on the RP Show, episode number 1082 of your favorite sports daytime talk show is live now. It's the view for sports fans, as I was explaining last night. I'm going to jump into a sports update here right now, but I was explaining this last night, Darren, to a very rich guy, very rich guy, who was driving a $650,000 Ferrari at the uh, Ferrari of Alberta unveiling of the 2024, I can't even say the name of it, but she was asking about the, she's like, you have a talk show. She's from Singapore originally. She goes, what do you talk about? I said, sports. And she's like, what will you be talking about tomorrow? And I said, sports. Uh, the NHL draft and uh, some Canadian football league stuff. The Calgary Surge are home tonight. We'll be talking about going to that game. And I said, "Just do you watch The View? And she's like, yes. And I said, we consider ourselves The View for sports fans. And I said, what's your cable carrier? She said, tell us. I said, yeah, we're on channel 924 every damn day at 10 a.m. Mountain. And she's like, oh, I'll tune it in. So, yeah, one person at a time. Uh, and my point on that, by the way, be patient, everybody. I'll get to all your comments because there's some good ones today. But uh, from the way of a sports update, former captain Ryan Getzlaff is now the player development coordinator for the Anaheim Ducks. Gets served as Anaheim's captain for 12 seasons. He's also the all-time leading scorer in franchise history with 1,019 points and 1,157 games. I can't believe anybody even argued at all when I said this spring that he's the greatest Anaheim Duck of all time. I did that banquet with he and his brother Chris in Penn, Saskatchewan. It ain't even close. Don't even come at me. That there's anybody better in Anaheim Ducks history than Ryan Getzlaff. There ain't. They're saying Korea. They're saying Solani. I just told you why. He's the greatest Anaheim Duck ever, and in his new role, Getzlaff will assist Director of Player Development Jim Johnson in preparing prospects in Anaheim's system for a career in pro hockey. Toronto Blue Jays host the Giants in the second game of their three-game interleague series tonight. Jays looking to bounce back from a 3-0 loss last night. Kevin Gosman goes tonight. No, they wasted a 12-strikeout effort from starting pitcher Kevin Gosman last night. Sorry, I wasn't watching. I was at the Ferrari event. This sports update is brought to you by the group The Steadies. New single champion dropped on Friday. Visit thesteadies.ca for more info and stream The Steadies today on Apple Music and Spotify. And we're also brought to you by Landmark Cinemas in theaters July 21st. Barbie. Barbie lives in Barbie land. And then a story happens starring Ryan Gosling, Kate McKinnon, Will Ferrell, and Margot Robbie. So as promised, we aim to please... Uh, Jason and Red Deer's apologizing for being 20 minutes behind, but that's okay. Jason writes in, he says, I don't know what the hell the Flames are doing. I thought the issue was the coach. And then why, then why make any moves? Right? And my brother, every day, 
What's wrong with the Flames? What's wrong with the Flames? Why does everybody want out of the Flames? And I said, can you stand down? I said, it is a highly, highly delicate topic. And to be honest, I thought a lot of people knew what was going on in the inside and weren't saying, and I'm starting to realize I don't think too many people know what's going on on the inside. When I see Rhett Warner on the Barnburner podcast, our good friend Rhettster, the former Flame, the pride of Frontier, Saskatchewan, saying if it was this bad in the dressing room, why was this team not blown up in December? Now they're starting to point the finger at Brad Tree Living, the mess there. And when I look at the case of Toffoli, I believe that he was a Sutter guy. I said this earlier. He had... Well, he was the leading scorer for the Flames last year, a career year. So he had he thrived under Daryl Sutter, won a Stanley Cup with him in 2014. There are people, believe it or not, who actually like Daryl Sutter. It's not the largest group, but there are some that do. The Flames got a lot of problems. As I said to my brother, I'm not sticking my nose into this. I'm staying out of it. Because quite frankly, if you got on the wrong side of the Calgary Sports Entertainment Corporation, you couldn't do business in this town. You couldn't because they own all the teams except for the surge. So I'm not going to get too far into what's wrong with the Calgary Flames. I hope they are. But I'll say it again. If Brett Warner doesn't know, who the hell knows? The media don't know. They're all just begging Murray Edwards to sell the team, the owner of the team, because that's probably where you would start fresh. Um, Regarding our poll of which is Canada's game of the week in the CFL, and here's the thing. It's always fresh. We have the same question every Wednesday for six months during the CFL season, but the games change, so it doesn't get boring. Brought to you by Key Auto Group. And regarding the games, Wayne in Victoria, B.C. says, actually, now that I think about it, the Winnipeg at Montreal game will solidify Winnipeg's position. Or if Montreal wins, people may, might start wondering how strong they are. Yes, all the games are great, but let's remind ourselves it's July 1st. And I know that I'm. A, it will be July 1st come Saturday's game. Everybody, Darren, wants to get so wrapped up, and I get it. They're all micro-focused. We get micro-focused on even what goes on with this show. We need to back out. We all need to back out and look at it from 35,000 feet and say, yeah, it's big this week, but it's going to be even bigger next week and then the week after that. And why I think Edmonton at Ottawa Friday night is Canada's game of the week in our key auto group poll is somebody might get fired, the loser (laughs) of the toilet bowl. So... You see where I'm coming from on that. I do. I do see where you're coming from. And one of those two teams needs a spark. And believe it or not, one of them is going to win on the weekend. Not necessarily. (laughs) I guess. Don't put that in the universe, Rod. Don't put that out there. I mean. What's the odds of a tie? I know. Somebody pull it up. But, you know, honestly, that's what's so great, you know, about this league and, and sports in general is you can make a case for all these games to be great. And that's why we're going to get sucked into watching them all. So uh, it's going to be a fun weekend. And this poll is always interesting every week. Hot damn. Does this show look good on game plus television? (laughs) I'm looking at it right now. You've done a very good job, Darren, along with the people at Anthem sports, Cavalli channeling and DuPont media. Can we keep it this way? It was most, I'll say there was a lot of people involved, but it was mostly Christian. He did the heavy lifting. Okay, So you can give him a pat on the back. Jeff, the Stamps fan, wants to know if we are on Shaw Cable Carrier. And we're not. And it annoys me (laughs) more than you know. Because if we went on Shaw Cable, we would be in five times as many homes. But we ain't. 
And I dropped the sword on that battle like three years ago, dude. And that's how uh, the key to life is. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And I, I can't affect the channels that Shaw Cable carries. So I've moved on. John Ohm, Ohm writes in and says, uh, that looked like a fun event last night, Rod. I'm very jelly. Go to Instagram right now, everybody, and follow my own personal at Rod Peterson Official or the Rod Peterson Show. There's two different accounts there. And I chronicled on there our events at the uh, Ferrari of Alberta 2024 unveiling event. And it, the Piro sang. That's what it was. The 2024 Piro sang. And I'm not going to tell you who the rich guy was that I was with because he was invited there, as was I. And I don't want to pee on anybody's parade. But it was the first ever four-door Ferrari, Darren. It's not a station wagon. And uh, <laughs> as he said, when they <laughs> rolled it up, this guy, very big money and a really cool guy. And he's like, if you want a four-by-four, buy a Jeep. It's a Ferrari. And I'm like, yeah. right? Ferrari's not supposed to make a sedan. They don't make a sedan, okay? This was, a, this was an SUV. Yeah, no, and I was like, no I'm, four I'm, doors. I'm, no, but that's what they did. And again, who the hell am I? I'm just, I'm just a hayseed plowboy. That hasn't, I just, I'll just shut up and sit here in the back and sip my Arnold Palmers. Sure. Because that's what I was having. Underrated, I, by the way, and how delicious they are. John Ohm is writing in with technical. Uh, John, you just sit back and enjoy the show. We don't need any technical input, but thank you. We'll be back with audience takeover. Enoch Mwamba of the Argos coming up in hour two. We're live on the Game Plus Television Network, YouTube Live, WQEE Radio Podcast, and... Uh when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, we are back live, everybody, at Ace Casino Airport and Hotel Cleek Calgary Airport here on Game Plus Television and WQEE Radio. And, uh, yeah, don't write me about your technical questions, okay? Unless you want to see me explode on air. I'm not the tech guy, so DM Moose or whomever else, I'm not the tech guy. And another thing, by the way, not to uh, preach, but can you, if you don't know what you're talking about, just shut up. That would be a great start because Daryl Slade, who's a legendary stats man, actually he is the stats man for the Calgary Stampeders, has tweeted this now, has tweeted this with a photo of Dan Carson. 
It's sad to hear of the sudden passing of Dan Carson, Calgary Stampeders public address announcer for over 30 years. He just worked the Stampeders game against Saskatchewan on Saturday. He also worked for more than three decades on air at Country 105 and 660 News. I know it. And people are like, no, no, he retired last September. If you weren't there, shut up. I was there. I know Dan's voice. I've only worked with him for 20 years. I remember that criticism a couple of years ago. Rod doesn't only talks about things he knows about. He doesn't talk about things he doesn't know. Yeah, well, hallelujah. Where would we be in society if people would just talk about what they knew about instead of talking out their ass? I'm sick of that. Ryan in New York State writes in and uh, says, I got the RP show on one tab and checking out the Puro Sang on another. That car looks fire. I feel like more people want to talk about the Ferrari event last night than anything with sports at all. John Ohm, Ohm in Winnipeg says, any billionaires there last night, Rod? How many would you say, Kev? Ten. Yeah, everybody but us. Um, the one guy that I was referring to, and I'm not going to name him because he probably wouldn't be happy with me talking about him on the air today, but he rolls in looking like, a billion dollars, not a million million dollars. He's got his wife with him. She's the one from Singapore. They roll roll in, and then he makes a beeline. I said to Kevin, the medium, he's with me. I said, the richest guy here is wearing shorts. He's the only guy in shorts here. And he's got a cotton-collared summer shirt. Like, he looked great, but he wasn't in a tuxedo. Like the guy that you know, came in a rusted out minivan that's all dressed up. Here's the richest guy in the place wearing wrinkled board shorts. And and there's more. He goes, I said, so uh, I said, what do you like about your Ferrari? He goes, everything. And I said, well, what else do you have? He goes, I got an Aston Martin. He goes, I just bought a Jeep Rubicon. It's all orange. I'm like, how do we meet these people? How do we get into these conversations? But now you're talking your language. Now he's talking your oh, language. Oh, well, I said, I'm a Jeep guy. I'm a Jeep guy. He goes, I'm a Jeep guy, too. I just bought a Rubicon. So you talk about the he shorts. Was, he, he's a guy yeah. with nothing to prove. A he guy doesn't have with a, not a damn thing. Not a damn thing. And then Kevin the Medium says to me, your racial profiling. That became a big <laughs> That became a big there was a bunch of guys that looked like basketball players start standing in the corner. And I'm like, those look like basketball players. Jason, uh, Kevin's like, that's racial profile. No, it's the truth. The rich guy agreed with me. They look like basketball players, man. Well, how's that stereotyping and profiling? We got to back off with this. How do you and I even get along? How about a steaming cup of coffee? That looks hot. How do you know it's hot? Did you touch it? They look like basketball players. What? That's racist. How? I'm taking well, a little far. He nobody's exactly ever looked at that, me but... and said, I look like a basketball player. Let's just put it that way. Well, this is what I get. Moose, you'd have fit in real good with the guy in the cotton shirt. Everybody says to me, where's DuPont get his money? I'm like, you know, I don't know. <laughs> That's you... what I get all the time. If only they knew. Yeah. We'll be back. With hour two, and the Argos, Enoch Mwama is going to be with us as well. <laughs> On Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio Podcast and YouTube Live.